Randall showing his frustration. 134-128. They outscore the Knicks 19-13 in overtime. Knicks took their first lead in the final moments of regulation. <laughs> I don't even get mad no more. I don't even get. I don't, I don't see the point in getting angry no more. It's no point in getting angry. It, it, getting angry it, it is very pointless. Um, I, in my humble opinion, just my humble, just be, my honest, humble assessment. The Knicks lost this game because Brunson thinks he's Iverson in the fourth. <laughs> it is it is fucking mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling that RJ hits a three and he does not see the ball, bro. My boy did not see the ball in overtime, bro. That's the call. That's the guy. You give him the ball. Let him make the decision. Brunson, you have to relax, bro. Relax. Randall, back-to-back turnovers in overtime. Why the fuck he got the ball in his hands? What are we doing here? Here's the underlying story for me. The Knicks are three and nine. <laughs> They're three and nine. Their last twelve. Um. This ship is sinking. Are you in the Matrix? I don't even. I don't even know. Do, can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good now. You're good now. Like at some point, Ari, I don't know how to express my thoughts and my feelings towards this Knicks team. Um, I I wish they played better. Um, I don't know, man. I I I don't know, man. That that Obi Toppin shit today, it's mind boggling to me. It it bothers me a lot. Another thing that bothers me a lot, R.J. Barrett's defense, bro. I don't know what the fuck is up with R.J. Barrett. I don't know if he got if he ate too much in the offseason. I don't know what is up with R.J. Barrett. His defense last season was way better. This season, he's horrific. Horrific on defense. I got two reasons for that, by the way, State. He is horrific. And, and, and just for the night, real quick, Ari, and then you could go, I just... I, I got to get this off my chest. Just for the night, I see I, – I, I was listening to the broadcast. I listened to Clyde specifically point out R.J. Barry. He said, yo, R.J. Barry, he can't guard nobody tonight. Rightfully so. 
He could not guard a soul tonight. I agree with Clyde. I agree with you. RJ looked like Ruben Patterson. But what the fuck was Grimes doing out there with Paul George? He was getting smoked too. So what are we doing here? What is this? Dan plays no defense. And this Jalen Brunson shit in the fourth. Like, yo, Brunson, share the game, bro. Share the game. You're not an all-star. So relax and share the ball. Fans coming under my tweets, yo, State, you wild and Brunson just made three straight threes. I don't give a fuck if he just made three straight threes. Nobody else has a rhythm on the court. Nobody. What basketball game is you watching compared to what I'm watching? I I, I don't get it anymore. Randall played well today. I had no complaints about Julius Randall at all. Played well today. Also, um, Randall is second. In Knicks history with 25, 10, and 5 games versus, uh, well, Clyde Frazier. So, salute to Randall. Once again, salute to Randall for being a, a two-time All-Star with the New York Knicks. Um, but Randall defense today was horrific. But at the same time, I wouldn't want Randall to guard Kawhi Leonard in no overtime. That's a Cam Reddish matchup. And that shit bothers me, bro. At the end of the game, Isaiah Hardenstein is in the game. No Mitchell Robinson. We could not get that rebound. Goes right to Nick Batum. We, like, they, they get two straight offensive rebounds and go right back to Nick Batum for a wide-open three to tie the game. I was so mad at that shit. I'm still mad at that shit. Another thing that bothers me, we had 32 plus 21. That is 53 minutes between our centers tonight. And they scored a total of five points. 53 minutes between the centers, and they scored five points. Uh, I don't know what more, uh, like, I don't know how much more complaining, like, a lot of people like me could do. Uh, but, you know, this shit is frustrating, man. RJ Barrett, once again, man, six for 21. He looked better without Jalen Brunson last game. I don't know what's up with him this game. He looked awful. First half, he looked awful. He kept getting beat off the dribble. I don't like that shit. But at the same time, you know what? I got to give RJ and Grimes a pass and, 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 and Brunson for their defense because those three guys all are undersized for the position that they're in right now. We know damn well R.J. Barrett is a shooter guard. We know damn well the guys that Quentin Grimes is guarding. For example, Grimes is guarding Kawhi Leonard in the fourth. Why? Grimes is guarding Paul George. Why? Fuck it. On switches, Norman Powell got Jalen Brunson on him. Why? Why wasn't quickly defending tonight? That's another thing that was aggravating me. You let Norman Powell dog walk you all fourth quarter. 24 points. He was 8 for 17 from the field. Dog walked them all fourth quarter. And the Clippers only ran an eight-man rotation on us tonight. Rightfully so. That's a championship caliber team. I don't see no other play young players on their bench that they should be playing right now besides Robert Covington, who's a vet. We got – this was a game the Knicks was supposed to win. Shout-outs to Grimes. He played his hardest. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, uh, quickly. Shout out to Deuce McBride. Deuce McBride is finally—he's starting to hit his threes now. Um, he's getting more comfortable, but he needs more minutes too. Like eleven minutes is not enough for this young man. 
Play him more minutes. Play him more minutes. Isaiah Hardenstein does not need 32 minutes on the court. Rick, RJ Barrett damn sure didn't need 44 minutes this game. Absolutely. Brunson damn sure didn't need 38 minutes this game. Um, last but not least, you know, another loss. Ari, you got to mute yourself. Uh, my tank, my, my, my tank war hat is ready. My tank commando boots is ready. So I hope you're ready to tank too because the ship is sinking. And tomorrow we play Philly. I know we had a back-to-back. So, go ahead. What up, Shade? Um, I agree with like 90% of the shit you said. Um, the Knicks are on an 11-game losing streak. If Tyler Hero hits a three-point shot, Jalen Brown hits a free throw, and Donovan Mitchell has his legs, they're on a 12-game losing streak. Literally. So, like, even the three games that they won, they barely, barely won it, okay? So, it's not like this team is, like, smacking teams, all right? So, even the wins are very suspect. But, um, listen, I like the effort tonight from the team overall. They played hard. Um... I think Julius Randle had a good game. He was starting to pass the ball. And the whole thing about the Knicks is, like, we could all admit, like, State, myself, every, even, like, the ass shaker, like, everybody would admit the Knicks are at their best when they're moving the ball and the ball's moving. This is why State gets so mad. Even when Brunson has 40 points, right, 41 points, the reason why State gets mad is because we know that the team is better functioning team when the ball moves, right? They came back in the last five minutes of that game because they were moving the ball. So even though Brunson had 41 points and he was balling, and I listen, I love Brunson, the Knicks are at the best when they move the ball. If they don't move the ball, they're not going to win, dude. And they came back in this game because they moved the ball, right? And then they stopped moving the ball, right? Um, the, thing about, the thing about Brunson is that, personally, I, 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 I think Brunson's the best player on the team. I'm higher on Brunson than State is, but... When it comes to, like, the last two minutes of a game, right? Like, Brunson's our closer, but, like, that's because we have no one else. Like, when it comes to the last minute or two minutes of the game and Paul George is guarding him or Kawhi Leonard is guarding him, you're fucked, dude. You're fucked, dude. And, and, and that's why having the top-tier talent in the NBA is so important because these players, like, listen, if we're going to make the playoffs, you're going to think about the playoff you have to think of playoff conditions. Like in the playoffs, you're gonna play these. You're gonna play these teams, dude. And all these games come down like the over under in Vegas on all these games is like five, four, three. Like these games all come down to the last three minutes of the game, dude. Right? And who has the players that can fucking close, meaning guard their guy, but also get their own bucket? They have to do both, right? Brunson can get his own bucket sometimes. Can't guard his guy. And he can't even get his own bucket when he's going up against someone who's 6'8". It's understandable. Like, I, I, it's understandably so. He needs help, I think, personally. Um, but that's why top-tier talent is so important. Julius Randle had a very good game overall. He did. Bro, in the, in the, last, two, in the last two, three minutes of, of, every, of any game, he, he, he just his, his, his brain goes off. And the thing, about, the thing about Julius Randle, and this is the thing about championship playoff successful teams they have players on their teams that are very cerebral that are have a high basketball iq they know how to manage the game and they know how to deal with the pressure i don't give a fuck what anyone says i have the statistics macri posted on twitter 
in clutch in clutch um in clutch times, Julius Randle has the lowest field goal percentage in the entire NBA in the clutch, out of um people that have his level of usage out of fifty players. I think okay, he shoots seven percent from the field. Twenty-seven percent from the field, exactly. He shoots twenty-seven percent from the field, and that's not even including the turnovers, bro. This guy cannot play. High intensity pressure basketball, but but it's just it's just not it's not happening for him. Ari, it's not. Ari, me and you is logical, right? Me and you understand that Julius Randle should never be in that position. This is why me and you is firm. Fire the fucking head coach. You have to fire that man. Yeah, I mean that goes without saying. Yeah, <laughs> keep going though. No, no, I agree. Like, listen, the coach is obviously. The coach is the easiest fix because you could fire the coach technically tomorrow and fix things, right? Um, but, dude, listen, man, you have an all like Julius Randle's having a great season. Listen, I was wrong. I didn't think he was going to able to perform at this on all star level ever again. I'll take the L, okay? Yeah. But this guy cannot play in the clutch. People have to understand that, dude. Listen, you could have faith in him and you could believe. You could, in your head, if you're a Randall stan, you could believe in your head that he could potentially turn it around. But there's no data, there's no evidence, there's no eye test whatsoever that suggests that I should trust this guy in the last three minutes of a game, closing out a game, which just so happens to be how you win fucking playoff games. So <laughs> I'm trading this fucking guy, bro. I'm sorry, I'm trading him. I know they won't, but I'm still trading him. That's the way I would do it. But listen, overall, listen, the Knicks, they're not. Listen, if the Knicks just fired the coach and traded Julius Randle, the future would be immaculate, bro. We'd have all our draft picks. We'd get two or three more for Randle. We'd have a new coach. We'd prioritize the kids. We'd prioritize development. We'd prioritize the fucking draft instead of packaging Obi in a pick for fucking a bench player. We'd prioritize the draft. And we still have Brunson, we still have RJ, we still have Grimes, we still have Quickly, like we still have a player. Like we could, we could make this nice, dude. Let me the front you. office is fucked. Let me ask you a question. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a scenario or a deal in my head right now. Boom. Um, let's say if the Knicks, let's say if Indiana called the Knicks, right? So Indiana, they wanna, they wanna compete right away. They wanna improve their front court right away. Okay. Let's say if Indiana says. We'll give you the seventh overall pick. Done. For Julius Randle, right? Done. Done. My counter offer, now we got to talk hustlers, right? We got to talk hustling. My counter offer is Randle just went 25, 11, and 5 for seasons. Give me the seventh pick, and can I get Benedict McDermott with that? <laughs> they would be, listen, listen, if I, I would. I would listen. I don't know about better than that, but I, I would. If I was Leon Rose, I would start with what you're saying. I'd be like, dude, this guy's an all star, 25 in this. I would, I would posture with what you're saying. But my bottom line, like, if I got negotiated down, because I, when you go to law school, you learn how to negotiate with these other lawyers and things like you know, the, you learn the art of it, right? And it's like you always start, you always have your bottom price, like where you could cut it, but you always, like you said, I want Mathler and N6. They're gonna be like, you're fucking nuts. And then we're going to be like, oh, this guy is an all-star, 25, 11, and 7. You have four years of team control on his team on a relatively team-friendly deal the way he's playing right now. With Halliburton, like you, 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 you argue it, and then you get, you get negotiated down and you meet somewhere in the middle. But, like, 
I would just like literally, dude. I would just take the seventh pick because here's the thing: the seventh pick is on a rookie scale contract, and you you have that pick with the other picks that we have this year. So if you make that trade, you're getting in the top five if you move up in a generational draft, and you're getting someone on a rookie scale deal, which means you're clearing cap also. So you you could sign Kyle Kuzma this summer, right? You could sign Kyle Kuzma if you got rid of Randall and did that trade. You could sign Kyle Kuzma this summer. Let me and still get the number on, seven Harry, pick. Harry, you know what I'm saying? Harry, Harry, that's a horrific move. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm absolutely not selling high. That's not selling high on Randall to me. Now, now, now you got to come meet me at the table. You just can't give me draft picks for absolutely not. You got to give me something better than that, dude. I'm telling you, man. These teams, bro, they they're smart, bro. They they know like. They know what they know who Julius Randle is, bro. When when he is the system, he's like Russell Westbrook, bro. When like he is the system and the system's built around him, he'll put up good numbers and he'll play well. But that doesn't tra- like it doesn't translate to wins. Mm. Like like do you think you think these GMs are stupid, bro? They know what we know, bro. They know that this guy is not like the guy guy. You just got to get a team that's dead. Listen, I'm not saying I would do it. For, first of all, I, me personally, I would do it just for the number seven pick. But I'm not saying you can't get more. Maybe you can. I have no idea. You might be right. And honestly, the way you believe in it means you would be better at negotiating than I would because I don't believe in Randall at all like that. But, like, so I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that, like, I'm not even saying sign Kyle Kuzma. I'm saying if you traded Julius Randall and got the seventh pick, you'd, get a, a, you'd get, be able to get into the top five in the draft and have a, a – a game changer, blue chip prospect on a four year rookie deal, but you would also have the cap space to sign someone. Like instead of you getting a young player, you could sign someone in free agency. It doesn't have to be Kuzma; it could be anybody, and you could you could add that to the team. So it's not just about who's better, the seventh pick or Randall. It's about who's better per dollar, like per con, because it's a salary cap. Who's better per dollar? Would I rather have the seventh pick on a rookie scale deal? Or to ever have Julius Randle making $28.5 million a year, right? Yep. When I know he can't close games, I know in the playoffs, like, it's just, you know, I just know what's going to happen. He's going to underperform in the playoffs. He may not be as bad as he was in Atlanta, but he's going to underperform. You know what I mean? It's like James Harden, dude. Bro, the playoffs expose people. Forget about Randle, dude. James Harden is a historical offensive player in the NBA. He dropped a 60-point triple-double. That guy was elite for, like, five years. He got exposed in the playoffs. Paul George gets exposed in the playoffs. Yep. Like, a lot of very good players get exposed in the playoffs. So, I'm not even blaming Randall. But I just know it's not going to work. I just know it's not going to work. And especially if you love RJ, you need to get rid of Randall, bro. This is my take. I know it's not going to happen, but that's what I think they should do. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I, like, watching RJ tonight, it's like, he was so bad tonight, bro. Like, it is no excuse for how he played tonight. I, I don't understand it. Like, yes, last game he was great. He was great against Miami. Um, we had point RJ in the in the fourth quarter, the last five minutes. Randall was standing in the corner. Um, we was running the offense through RJ, and he closed out the heat. Now we get to this game, uh, you see more RJ in the catch-and-shoot position. Um and RJ did not look good this game. Uh, he was forcing it. It was one play. He went in the paint and tried to lay the ball up over Zubak. I'm like, why would you try to do that? Just pass it to the open man in the corner. Uh, 
I don't think Brunson gets him in good spots. I, I don't know if it's just Brunson. It, I'm going to put it like this. Whenever it's just two of them on the court, it's perfectly Exactly. Fine. I posted that tweet. If it's, there's two of them in three, they're much better than all three of them. Yes. Like, whenever it's just Brunson and RJ or Brunson and Randall or RJ and Randall and RJ and Brunson, it, it's perfectly fine. All three of them, it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh not going to work long-term. I don't think those three will win a playoff series together. It would be so much ugly basketball. I already see teams, uh, how they would defend us in the playoffs. First off, all you got to do is force all of these boys right, and then you just zone them up. So it, it, it it's going to be tough for me to actually buy into what the Knicks are doing. Um, negative Knicks Twitter is back up a 1,000, and – it looks like the Knicks is going to be tanking soon. Um, I hope not. That eight-game win streak was just so long ago. The five-game win streak was just so long ago. Um, the Knicks are 0-4 in their last four OT games at MSG. Um, I'm hoping we can pick it back up, but do I think we can? I don't. Uh, but let's yeah. always – come out with these miraculous wins this season. This season has been a season of a roller coaster ride. We got the 76ers tomorrow and Tuesday we got the Magic. What's up? What's up, Ari? Listen, man, I don't think people understand like Bro, last year we got like the 7th what what pick did we get last year? We got like the fucking 12th pick. 11th pick. Yeah, 11th pick, right? And we traded out of it like dude, these these like these years matter. Like, you make the playoffs, you get washed in the first round, and you get the fucking 17th pick. That matters, bro. It's like, yeah, it's funny. It's like you're in it, you're fun, you're competitive, whatever. But, like, that's a season that goes by. And Instead of me being 35 years old, I'm going to be 36 next year, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, then the future needs to be prioritized. Not the present. Not, not, not. Not now. Not now. Dude, at our, like, literally... I don't see any world where the Knicks win a first round series, but let's say even they do, that's the ceiling. That like that's it. That is it right there. Okay, that is the end of it. All right, and I just know that we're gonna look back on this in May and June, right? And the NBA lottery is gonna come up, right? And we're gonna have the 16th pick, okay? And Knicks Twitter, especially the win now fans, the fans that are like, let's go all in right now, let's compete. Let's I love Tibbs, I love Randall. They're gonna want to trade like three. They're gonna want to trade three picks to move up ten spots in the draft. And I'm just gonna look at you like you're a fucking moron. Like, like literally, like how illogical of a person you have to be to like try to win in the playoffs and then try to trade up in the draft when you could have just prepared for the draft initially. Like you're a fucking idiot. Honestly, you're an emotional fucking moron. Sorry, dude. I was like, I'm pissed, bro. It's like, cause I know what's gonna happen. We know what's gonna happen. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna get washed in the first round. I would say 90% chance to get washed in the first round. I say even actually 95. But let's say they actually win the first round. They're washed in the second round. We're gonna get between. We're gonna get anywhere between the 15th and the 18th pick in the draft. Oof. And then the Knicks fans are gonna want to trade up. They're gonna want to package. If we don't trade Obi, they're going to want to package Obi. They're going to want to package a protected pick to move up four spots. The way they – dude, this happened last year. Same shit happened. The Knicks were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs last year. Mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, right? 
They won seven out of the last ten games. Instead of drafting in the sixth spot in the lottery, they moved all the way back to uh, what do you say? What, what what number you say? Eleven. Eleven. If they lost all those games, they would have been in the sixth spot, like like Portland was doing, like a lot of these teams are doing. They moved back to eleven, right? And then the Knicks, the people that said we need to win all these games, even after we were legitimately mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, the people that said we need to win all these games for the culture and winning habits wanted us to trade two, three picks, the pick we eleven and two more picks to jump up to. To four to draft Jaden Ivy. The same people. When all you had to do was lose all those games like every other team, and at the worst, you would have got Benedict fucking Matherin. And moving up from six to four is a lot easier than moving up from 11 to fucking four. But these people have no foresight, State. They're fucking idiots. They're fucking stupid, bro. They have no foresight. They're like, oh, we're competitive. We're going to win, blah, 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 blah. They live in the now. They're, they're so lost in the moment that they're going to win and they're going to make the playoffs and all this stuff and they're going to end up wanting to trade up. When all you had to do was like what Masai is trying to do, try to trade high on OG. What the, the Spurs fucking guy did, trading Deontay Murray at his highest value, right? You think, like, like people have plans. We have no fucking plans, Dave. It's atrocious. Let me, let, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The trajectory that the Knicks are going on, they're not making the playoffs. Um, so I don't even know why you keep talking about the playoffs. The Knicks are three and nine in their last twelve games. This shit not getting better. Cam Red is supposed to be guarding Kawhi in the fourth and Paul George. Yeah, but the playing—that's the thing. I think they, like the playing. But tonight I'm watching a game where in the fourth you got Grimes out there. RJ is playing ass defensively. Reddish is supposed to be out there with Quentin Grimes in the fourth quarter tonight. This is tough to watch, bro. This is kind of tough to watch. And it's not going to get better. Um, Brunson, get your 41 points. Keep shooting the ball. Keep getting your stats up. Randall, keep stat padding. <laughs> Fans like what they're seeing, man. I am so disgusted. But, like, I'm not really getting on space and screaming no more. Like, I'm actually laughing. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. I'm watching the kids develop. Uh, I'm trying to not make myself stressed out for this team. Uh, and I'm trying to just hope, hopefully, Tibbs is fired at the end of the season. Because they're not making the playoffs. Not on this trajectory. Uh, I easily blame this loss on Brunson, Tibbs, RJ, easily. Blame this loss on those three. Uh, Leon Rose, clock is ticking. Another day has gone past. Trade deadline is looming, and you still have Cam Reddish on the bench. I've seen a couple of shots of Evan Fournier tonight. I think MSG did that on purpose. Um, kind of annoying to watch. But shout-outs to all of y'all that, that joined me. Wanted to do a short space real quick um, post-game. Uh, shout-outs to you, Ari. Appreciate you joining me. Uh, we could all go to Charlotte Space. Uh, I'm going to be running a space later on tonight, uh, probably with Eddie or somebody else, a late-night spaces. so yeah, catch me later on. But appreciate you guys. Once again, the Knicks lose to the Clippers. Uh, and overtime, Nick Batum ties the game, motherfucker. We lose 134 to 128. Um, Shout-outs to the Knick players playing hard. And shout-outs to Julius Randle once again for making his second All-Star appearance. Uh, peace and blessings, everybody.